Hello and welcome to episode two of the IWC Nation podcast. I am Matt sitting across from me, live in studio this time, David Downs. Hi, everybody. And next to me, to my left, my other co-host, the ginger himself, Jason Rausch. Hey, you guys. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, I think the intro music uh, says it all for this week. Uh Let's go right into Daniel Bryan's big announcement. Yes, let's. Uh, I know you were giddy, Jason, um, as all of us really were. Dude, it's it's so crazy. It's I mean, surreal. It really is. It was never supposed to happen. Well, I mean, there's been so much talk over the past two years that you know, even, even if he was cleared by doctors, that Vince would never allow when, it to happen. Especially after Chris Benoit, I mean. Yeah, yeah they're super, super cautious with and Just that. the fact that you know, apparently he did this whole hyperbolic... Was that what's called a hyperbolic time? Not time chamber. Just the way I saw it was uh, was oxygen therapy. Yeah, That's just he oxygenate oxygen brain or something. Yeah, which right. I guess uh, Tori Aikman tweeted out that he was told it wasn't uh, a viable option back when he had to retire. Yeah. Um, it just shows you how much things have changed. In well, the past. that was back when the NFL and Paul Tagliabue were in there bury everything. And they were suppressing the whole. Yes, oh, which brings concussions. No, you don't get hit in the head. That's just doing anything to you guys. If you've had eight concussions. That's nothing, guys. That's yeah. Don't worry about don't it. Don't worry nothing. about it. Long it's getting term. rattled around in your skull inside of a helmet. But you're good. And that's, that's a, uh, I think, something that is really big about this is it. It means a lot to athletics on a much broader spectrum than True. just wrestling True. because concussions are a huge problem in any contact sport. And, uh, I mean, obviously the big one is the NFL. Mm. So, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if this continues uh, to become a viable therapy option. Maybe not to bring NFL players back, but to improve quality of life later on for them. Yeah. On was an opening segment with, uh, you know, apparently SmackDown did its best ratings uh, in probably, I believe it was about four or five months Yeah, when I, when I, when I read. It was awesome and watching uh, Daniel cut that promo because you could see, like, the legitimate, genuine emotion like, out of it. Yes. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the crowd it, was fucking amazing. It instantly brought me back to um, when he had to retire, um, especially, you know, having the messed up knee and back myself, I could understand it. I could just feel it in his face when he, he had to retire. It was, he was losing the one thing he loved and he worked his whole life for. And I mean, as you, especially you, David should know, Matt, mm -hmm. you've you experienced wrestling fans. Like when we love it, we love it. Yeah. And you know, it, that's since every, I first discovered Daniel Bryan, it was, you could just see it in every yeah. movement and everything he said. And so, well, like me, it, his, I, his promo on SmackDown immediately brought me back to that to him having to retire, and now he's he's there, and it's changed. It's crazy. That uh, being somebody who hadn't really followed or watched for a long time, that was my first real experience with a Daniel Bryan promo, and that's a hell of a way to come in because I'm completely one hundred percent won over. Like I, I love the guy after that promo. And just to think, there was a time. When Vince used to apparently, Vince McMahon himself used to just go after Daniel Bryan in their backstage promo classes because, you know, knock on Daniel, of course, like, like a bunch of indie guys from that early 2000s era, you know, was that, you know, they, they couldn't cut promos, you know? And, you know, luckily Daniel figured out his style and has worked for him, you know, it's a place from pure raw emotion for the guy. It, it you know? comes off beautifully, and uh, it's, it's great that he's back and I get to experience some Daniel Bryan. So now that he is back, of course, I'm, I'm sure you guys and everyone else in the world has seen, ever since the announcement, there's a billion posts on Facebook talking about potential dream matches that are now possible, being that, you know, obviously Triple H has his indie guy fetish going. And they teased one, oh, yeah. on, on, they teased one as well with uh, Dolph coming up. Uh, no one wants that. Well, hey, hey, hey. Mr. Ronch is not a, a Dolph fan. I, I did like his response to Dolph. I respect fans. his... Um, work ethic and the his you know selling, mm. but he's just a wannabe carbon copy of Shawn Michaels in a bad way, and he hasn't even attempted to do something different. Like you know, people people always accuse the Miz of doing what he does, mm -hmm. which I always found him the bigger culprit in that regard. You know, the Miz ha has an original finisher. 
yeah. for fuck's sake. Um, the Miz is amazing. The Miz's promos, like, I'm going to dip in clutch. And they've only gotten better at every year, frankly. But, I mean, I'm not saying the match would be bad. Yeah. My thing with Dolph is I think that, I remember when he used to, he was going through this phase there for a couple of years where it felt like literally every six months he would debut a new look, you know? Yeah. For all, he had the whole hair metal look going, which I thought was awesome. That's maybe yeah. I'm a fan of 80s metal, you know? And he's going through <laughs> all these different looks and gimmicks, and I felt like he just finally just got burned out on it. He just realized that no matter what he did, no matter how he looked, no matter how hard he tried, he was not going to get pushed. And I think that's partially why he's just now just become, like you said, literally just just a Shawn Michaels clone, yeah. you know? So and I always thought he looked like Kurt Henning with straight hair, and he and he's the selling ability of Kurt Henning. To be kidding, to be fair, yeah. And he, I mean, you know, <coughs> when he's in the match, it's, it's not going to be bad. Yeah, but well, here's my my, my deal with Ziggler is that you know he knows that he's being misused. He makes all these posts on social media about being misused. Uh, I think he realizes at this point. I hope that he's never probably going to be. The face, the face of the company. He's okay. never going to make it made WrestleMania. And you like have that. a mid card. But, but, but despite all this, he's had two chances in the past six years to Believe. leave the company. And he decided to keep coming back. And that, to me, tells me that at this point, he pretty much is just, you know, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a business thing for him. Yeah. You know, it's, he doesn't really care about his legacy. It's like the U.S. title thing. Like that like whole, yeah. The whole U.S. title thing made no sense to me. I yeah. still, and they never even addressed it. Oh, no, he just, he just wins the title and just randomly disappears, comes back at the Royal Rumble number 30, and nobody cared, you know? It's <laughs> like, it's like, why would we care? The dude walked away four weeks ago, and he's was, just going to randomly th- show up. I was too busy still marking out about Rey Mysterio. Yes, yes, uh, yes, Matt loves just to fap to Rey Mysterio. Weekly. Who, who wouldn't? Weekly. <laughs> yeah. oh. Who doesn't? But oh, as yeah. far as possible dream match scenarios for Daniel Bryan now that he is an active wrestler again, who in the current WWE roster? I I would like to see him go after whoever wins the main event at Mania. Uh, just give him the push right off the bat because I think I think the fans will respond to it. Ideally for me, it's Kurt Angle. Um, but realistically, AJ Styles. Yeah, and the funny thing about AJ Styles though is that on a few guys have ever seen you may have seen these matches, Jason. AJ and him, AJ and Daniel actually worked yeah. a couple of matches back in Ring of Honor back in the day, and really they weren't that amazing. Yeah, I, I saw those ones, but then that's why I'm saying now mm. um, because they both have progressed progressed substantially since then, and just I don't know. I think they can put on something good. No, I think they could. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. back in the day, I think AJ was Mr. Just Mr. Flippy shit. Yeah. You know, he's definitely evolved into one of the, probably maybe the best worker in the world right now. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's definitely up there with Kidding. Omega and Okada, yeah. you know. Uh, otherwise, you know, I mean. What about doing something with him and uh, Kevin Owens and. Uh, well, that's happening at WrestleMania, supposedly. It's going to be, it's going to be Shane and Brian versus Kevin and, and uh, Sami Zayn in some sort of a, probably a street fight, which. Could honestly be pretty, pretty freaking awesome. If you it think about be. it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm down. I mean, otherwise, you know, you got Roderick Strong, you got Neville. Hopefully, if he comes back, you know, you've got Adam Cole, you've got Alistair Black. So many guys now coming up who are either already on the WWE roster, main roster, or are coming up through NXT here soon, who can match up with Daniel Bryan very well. Oh yeah, and I, I think uh, they, they have a lot of ways they can go and. A lot of them will probably work out. In yeah, I've even seen some people complaining about the tag match. It's not ideal, no, but with the story going on the way it's going, like it's just the way it's going to conclude. And frankly, you know, at least they're on the damn card. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and here's the thing: a street fight, I think, would be the perfect scenario. I agree for the storyline and for the fact that you know Daniel hasn't worked a full match in almost three years. Shane's a part-time. The part-time worker. Yeah, and Shane's more of the stunt guy. So I mean, yeah. let him do. How long this. can he do that? Uh, until he dies. Until he dies, probably. Yeah. Until well, he dies. That could happen uh, in Mania. Everybody, tune in. Ooh. Well, you know, last year I was I was so so disappointed that AJ Styles didn't jump off, or that Shane didn't jump off of the stupid little roller coaster prop they had. <laughs> oh, right I know. There. I, I, I saw I that. Like, I'm you like, spent all that money oh. to build that fucking thing and um, didn't even do anything with it. I mean, you're, you're te- so you're telling me that you built a very high peak at WrestleMania 
and did not have your and did not have Shane plan to jump off of that somehow. You missed out on a huge opportunity. <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, so, um moving on to another piece of news. Uh rumors are swirling about uh Hogan and uh WWE being in contact, which I believe they did confirm mm-hmm. but not what they've been in contact about. So I mean speculation is that's going to be inducting Hillbilly Jim, from what I heard. Well, I think it's, you know, speaking as a half-black wrestling fan, he grew up idolizing Hogan and obviously was very disappointed in him, you know, when the, that video came out. You know, I do think that it's probably time just to, you know, I think he's he's paid enough. I think, in general, the public has kind of forgiven him, you know? <coughs> and let's be realistic, he's done worse things. Nobody thought he was going to be gone forever. Well, here's the deal: is that you know, number one, it was a private conversation. Number two, people no, people don't bring this up a lot. That was probably the darkest point of Hogan's life when that video was taken. That was in the midst of his divorce. That yeah, was, definitely. you know, that was at the, at the absolute worst part of his life, probably over the past forty years. You know, yeah, so oh, I, yeah. So I mean, I think it's well, it, and I'm not a Hogan fan at all. I don't like the guy. Yeah. Even as a kid, I was I, I was a warrior and macho man guy. <laughs> Uh, the ultimate warrior. A true racist, actually. Yeah, I know. Like, looking back on it now, I'm like, God, that guy was a piece of shit. But he died shit. in the good graces, so... No, he, no, he didn't. He was still a racist piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with he said some really fucked up shit before, you know, about, um... Who was it that got cancer? Uh, oh, it was Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan, yeah. yeah. He said some fucked up shit about Bobby Heenan. Yeah, I think the thing about Warrior was that, you know, he just... It's always disappointing when you hear stories about the guys who grew up idolizing and how... Big of assholes that were in real life, you know. I mean, they don't all re- they don't all redeem themselves like Shawn Michaels kind of has, you know. Well, he found Jesus. Jesus well, it turned out Ultimate Warrior wasn't that different in real life from the uh, promo well, screaming madman. Well, have you ever heard of the legendary Bret Hart story from Bret Hart's book about how you may have heard this one, Jason, about how this Make a Wish kid during Warrior's first and only WF title reign uh, was waiting backstage with his entire family to meet Warrior. For a good like three hours, and Warrior just would not come out to meet the kid, and he just did not give a shit. And this kid is probably had more curves than Warrior had in his entire life, but yet big strong Warrior would rather sit backstage and just sulk in his own greatness and come out and meet this Make a Wish kid. And I read that story from Brett's book a couple years ago. If you never read it. Yeah, no, I heard about that, and, and I'm sorry, if it's coming out of Bret Hart's mouth, it's like gospel. Well, I mean, yeah, he's Brett, you know, he's a bitter, bitter man, but he's, you know... Kind of has reason to be. It's one of the things that makes John Cena an amazing human being. human being. I mean, that guy has done more with Make-A-Wish than I think any... He has the record. He has the record. Yeah, he has the record. I mean, the, say what you want about, uh, you know... His booking. His booking, but the guy is genuinely... Uh, an amazing human being. Well, the thing about Cena, too, as far as booking goes, you know, he could have been a lot more difficult to work with than what he is. Yeah. You know, I've never heard about Cena refusing to put anybody over, you know? He, I mean... I mean, I, he's not Hogan refusing to put over. Honestly, I've, never, I've never been a Cena detractor. And honestly, I wasn't watching too much WWE at the time. I was mm-hmm. more into TNA. Um, when he squashed the Nexus, like, I... I, that did, I mean, that's why... I, one thing I constantly hear him getting shit for... Is that and well, I'm just I mean yeah. It, well, his the, his his fuck up there was the finish, the Super Cena, the, the Super Cena finish. We need to talk about the real issue, yeah. guys, and that's his cameo in the WCW movie Ready to Rumble. Uh, John Cena is there in a gym scene, uh, curling. Oh uh, yeah, a, a, a dumbbell or something, a barbell. Yep. Yeah, and, that. Uh, and he has some sort of bleached hair thing going on. Yeah, uh, back that's the real days. That's yeah, the no. real issue here, guys. Uh, no, but, but anyway, uh, last piece of news before we get into our reviews of the week. Uh, David and Jason are going on a little trip tomorrow. Oh yeah, we're going to New Japan's Pro Wrestling Strong Style Evolved in Long Beach, California. Rizu. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. Of course, tons of tag team matches like they always do with these kind of shows. But oh, yeah. you know, it's it's my second NJPW show. It's gonna be pretty rad. But of course, the main event, you know, Kenny Omega and uh, Ibushi versus uh, the Young Bucks, the Golden Lovers, the Golden Lovers, <laughs> gonna be amazing. And of course, oh, I, I can't wait. And the whole card the, is pretty stacked. Yeah, yeah, the whole card's like crazy stacked. I mean, you got Jay White, 
and Hangman Page. Page for the U.S. IWGP U.S. title. That should be really good. Just announced now it was supposed to be Rey Mysterio versus Juice and Liger in the battle of the 50-year-olds, but Rey, Rey, Rey backed uh, out. Yeah, Rey backed out. Injury, yep. And so now it's going to be uh, the up-and-coming Will Ospreay versus Juice and Liger, which, sorry, Matt, but I think it could potentially be a, probably a better match just because... That's fine. Ray's saving himself for a, you know, a, a, a WWE title run. Let's do this. I don't think that's going to happen. I, no, I, I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> but, nevertheless. Nevertheless, but yeah, it's going to be a good show. And Tanahashi... Suzuki. Yeah, we got yeah, Okada and Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Minero Suzuki. I already said that wrong. And uh, just a few other matches. Oh, yeah. And of course, the one that confuses me is definitely Cody Rhodes and Marty Scroll versus Gorillas of Destiny because all four of them are Bullet Club. So I think the Bullet Club has entered its NWO Wolfpack death phase. Yeah. Where they're going to break up. And they're going to try to do a weird expansion angle where it becomes Bullet Club versus Bullet Club versus the Elite or whatever, but... Well, and I, I think the pop- faction's going to have a way better theme song after the breakup. Yeah. I just, well, and part of it, I think, is just because the, it's something the Young Bucks said in their little interview they did for New Japan, and that, you know, they don't get enough credit of the Bullet Club stuff, and... That's true. They, they kind of get... Like, gets lost in the shuffle as far as that goes, so I can understand... Where it, well, their willingness to want to break off or something else. Um, uh, I mean, because I, I mean, yeah, Finn Balor and them all started it, but they, you know, they all took off pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the one taking that really has never gotten the spotlight, so to speak. I mean, of course, you know, Anderson and uh, Gallows. And Gallows, of course, were their first major tag team in the Bullet Club. Then they became the Bucks, and now it's. And the Bucks have been there since, like, almost the beginning. I mean, they were. They were, it wasn't the beginning, but they were there. They were there pretty much from the... Pretty. I would say they were definitely, I think, the longest tenured next to Tama Tonga and Bad Luck Fowler. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of news. We, we started up a Twitter page. Uh, you may be listening to this way too late for Jason's live tweeting of the event tomorrow, but he will be live tweeting. You can go back and... Look at those tweets later. Also, uh, be uploading all the photos. And bit everything. of a shameless promotion there. Go ahead and follow us at IWC Nation on Twitter. Um, the last piece of news I forgot we, we added this right at the end. Uh, the odd story of Stephanie McMahon pushing for a Finn Balor uh, gay uh, angle. No, it's powered gay. Powered gay. Sorry. Angle. So he's gonna have like a rainbow cape. Yeah. <laughs> A rainbow cape with Only a big there. old sloppy looking G on his chest. I can think of so many ways that they can fuck it up, and so few ways that it can go over. Well, and here's the thing. Of course, no, I have no problem. None of us here have any problem with you know gays. We all have gay friends. My wife's bisexual for crying out loud. I was in the navy. I mean, it's yeah, one I mean, giant so J- gay joke. So Jason has seen some stuff, but you know. The way Finn Balor has just been, just everything, the, the angles they take when they're shooting him during his entrance. I mean, if you take a look at it, when the guy steps foot on the ring apron and does his little thing where he hangs up on the ropes, yeah. they shoot him from the crotch up. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it's like his balls just right in your face. I mean, who does that? who is that supposed to appeal to? I, I don't Clearly, I mean, I don't think I necessarily watched Raw with the intention. Look at that! I can't wait to see Finn Balor's massive bulge tonight <laughs> in HD. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to that bulge. Oh yeah, it's blue now. He's wearing blue. Yeah, he's wearing too, fucking so. blue. Ooh. I saw he posted a uh, a meme that actually was pretty funny. It said Mighty Morphin Finn Rangers or something like that. A Balor Rangers, I think is what it said, and it showed him wearing each fucking color. Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily, supposedly, Triple H is not really behind this gimmick. He's, he's, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's not for Finn. I mean, I don't mind another wrestler doing it, but not for Finn Balor. He is the king of kings. As long as they don't have another Billy and Chuck situation on their hands. Uh, oh, there's one more little bit to the news, actually. Uh, Shibata is not retiring. He's not? He announced he's not retiring. Ooh, that's... Yeah. I, I, so, if you don't know who Katsutori Shibata is, you need to... Go fucking educate yourself now. The dude literally thought giving a real headbutt in a match at full speed was a good idea. He's insane. He's, he's pretty much insane. Him versus Okada is still one of the better matches I've seen in New Japan. And this, wasn't, and this wasn't a worked headbutt. This was a legit <laughs> headbutt. Yeah. And he <laughs> fucking blasted himself. Him. You want to talk about concussion issues? You want to talk about <laughs> permanent brain damage? 
Shibata. Yeah. Shibata. Yeah. And the, then we had Zack Sabre Jr. You know, he won the New Japan Cup, and he'll be facing Okada, which should be a good match. Which was amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be really good. But that's down the road. All right. Any other... Uh... Anything else before we jump into Raw, guys? No, no, no. no. Let's do this. So, uh, Raw, of course, opened up with uh, Angle coming out, as is the tradition. Um, mm. And Roman was not supposed to be in the building because of his suspension. Can't see my air quotes, but there they are. But, of course, he shows up in full Roman attire. Yes, uh, through the crowd and uh, some, once again, air quotes, U.S. Marshals <laughs> uh, come out and handcuff uh, Roman. And uh, then Roman uh, attacks said uh, U.S. Marshals. And, of course, uh, Brock Lesnar's music hits. And Because we haven't seen this angle like 50 million times. And um, Brock proceeds. Like Stone Cold every other week. To beat the crap out of... Uh, it was done a billion times better. Yeah. And then he'd leave and then he'd come back and... Beat the crap out of him some Again, more. Yeah, yeah. The, the one thing I was surprised that uh, when they showed him being put into the ambulance, he didn't uh, attack the ambulance. Well, Braun Ray did that. Yeah, so. but I, I mean, <laughs> come on. No, and what's even fucking hilarious, at least to me, is when Strowman did, or Strowman, when Lesnar came back out and he was on the gurney, all he did was push it over and he barely even did that. He Lesnar, struggled. He struggled. He, he actually, he, I think then he, he slipped. pulled it a little bit and then he walked away. And uh, the other thing I found funny was uh, the referees then uncuff Roman. So is he not arrested now because he got attacked? Because uh, if those are U.S. Marshals, uh, it was it was a little, I mean. The whole thing was hokey. It it went downhill from last week's with uh, with Roman. I no, I mean, all I can say is that hopefully now that Vince is finally getting to play out his Samoan, you know, fantasy, fantasy with Roman beating Lesnar at WrestleMania, beating all the odds, you know, it's going to be received terribly. But hopefully now that he's finally getting to play get it out, out in all its glory, maybe we can move we can on. Pray that he'll get it out of his system. I sincerely doubt it. Uh, but, you know, there's always a yeah, hope there. I sincerely doubt it. But... Yeah, you can always pray, right? You and I, it's it's hard for me to you know give the Roman Lesnar stuff too much shit because the rest of the WrestleMania cards fucking stacked. So yeah, it's like, like it kind of makes up for it, right? It really I mean, does. I mean, because no, I don't like Roman in the main event for the fourth fucking year in a row, um, or third. It's like third. Yeah, 31, 32, 33, 34. So this will be four. Yeah, it's, it's Roman Mania four. It, it was pretty telling that the crowd was chanting, "You deserved it," and by uh, God. He did. Oh my god! They were. It was so fucking funny. And then, um, what was the? Uh, there was something else they were chanting too. And um, it was. Yeah, I, I didn't catch. The I didn't other catch one. the other one. Yeah, this is, I just don't understand. Just to go off on a tangent here, I know this has been said a million times, but how can Vince be so goddamn stubborn to hear these things every week? To hear just this violently negative crowd reactions on a weekly basis. And these are worse than Cena. I mean, Cena at his peak. At least had fifty percent of the crowd usually behind him. I'd say Roman doesn't even have that. No, I mean they were getting yes chants too as well when Lesnar was beating up on him, and you deserve it was the other one they were chanting. <laughs> and again, truly did, truly, truly did. You know, I, I mean there is talk that um, Stephanie that step that step that the take to match with Stephanie Triple H versus uh, Ronda and Angle could be moved to the main event spot. What the fuck? Which uh, is interesting. Interesting thought. I mean, I mean, it'd be better to end the show with that rather than. I mean, for me personally, I'd rather see that end of the show than Roman end the show in a in a explosion of pyro. Yeah. And big. I'm fine with that. Honestly. I mean. Yeah. I'm fine. Um, I mean, because I know I'm not going to get Styles and Nakamura. No, nah, the they show. won't. Because Vince won't give us that. No, he won't. He won't. Uh, you know, Triple H can't suck enough dick to get that mm. done. Even <laughs> even the great. Our great Lord and Savior Triple H. I can tell by the promo. Maybe if he tickles the balls. Maybe he works the balls. Works the shaft. Maybe maybe he agrees to give Vince Vince his incest angle. Oh my god. Vince has brought up like four of them throughout his life, isn't he? Oh, Vince. Vince likes Shamrock. He wants Shamrock to bang his fake sister, which was his girlfriend. He wanted to bang his daughter. Beaver cleavage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, then. then They squashed that one pretty quick. Yeah. And Vince, it still happened. Yeah. It still happened. It still happened, yes. But, I mean, Vince really wants that incest angle. All right. So, uh, from there, we went into a, uh, 
uh, Bliss and Nia Jax uh, video recap building up, uh, I wonder what, going into uh, a Bliss and Asuka match with, of course, the uh, streak continuing, because why would it end on a random episode of Raw building up to <laughs> WrestleMania? It's true. Yeah. Uh, Match is this pretty, isn't WCW. Yeah. <laughs> the match is pretty good yeah, overall. Good. Yeah, match, good match. I, I haven't seen anything from Oscar. Also, Alexa like Bliss enjoy. is a decent heel. Um, she's really kind of gotten into her own. And I like how she just does the... I'm apologizing, trying to be sincere, even though we know it's bullshit, but she's trying to do it. And all of a sudden, she just flips the coin real quick. I, I, I like it. Yeah, I'm, gonna go on the, I'm just going to go on record right now, guys. I would eat a full piece of cake out of Alexa Bliss's asshole. Yeah. I think we can all agree to that. I mean, um, and I, I'm, I'm probably, not, I'm, yeah, I mean, she's only with, like, what's his name, Blake or Murphy or one of those two? Well, I mean, they're doing this it's whole... It's not like a big cast situation where she's getting destroyed. They're doing this whole Strowman angle where they're, you know, kind of a thing going. Oh, that's kind of cute. That is, it's clear it's Vince, again, projecting his beliefs onto... A real life relationship. Because of course, Vince believes that a chick like Alexa should be with should yeah. be with someone like a Brawn. Oh, big and burly. And Jesus, you know, not little poor little Blake Murphy with his little. He would kill her though. So oh. this, this match uh, ends with Nia Jax uh, chasing Bliss out of the arena. Yeah, I might have eaten her. And then uh, Bliss runs into Kurt Angle, tries to get some sympathy, and Angle, of course, announces. The two of them fighting uh, at WrestleMania, so we have another Mania match. That'll probably be a squash. I mean, if any match, I have a feeling. If any match right now in the WrestleMania card look like it's just gonna be like this cut to nothing for time, it's it's gonna be that one. Yeah, and, uh, I, and honestly, I'm expecting Carmella to cash in. Frankly, um, well, she tried on Raw. I forgot to mention that part. Oh, I expect Carmella. No, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Moving but on. uh, you're right. Well, and it was even funny, like. Like, I have to give Corey Graves shit. Like, I'm sorry, he made a fucking Mean Girls reference. Yeah. On Raw. Like, really, dude? Like, first he fucks up Batman, or he fucks up the Joker quote from Dark Knight. And then then a Mean Girls reference. It's like, you wonder why people call you a tool and a hipster? This is why. Yeah, this that's exactly why. I mean, I, I, don't, I said I said I don't mind the mean girl, the girl gimmick at all. I think it's very timely. I think it's very current. It works. I think, yeah. I think she, it she works. Looks like she enjoys it too. Yeah, and and, and that that helps. You know, yeah. but I think it's fine if you go on social media and read the you know Facebook response posts. But ninety percent of the people bitching about this angle are all these white knight men. I am. You know, every single female I see posting a line are like, this happens to people. This happens to girls all the time. Every single fucking day who are much smaller and much less and much more attractive than Nia Jax, quite frankly. Well, and my issue also, like I always said last week, I just wish they, I mean, if they're going to go with a fat shaming angle, they should really go for it. But I, I am saying just have Nia Jax just in a grimy bathroom Vomiting, forcing herself to vomit into a toilet while crying, <laughs> mascara dripping down her eyes, and just that's, playing Mean Girls in the background. This is and, the attitude and, and, and pulling her hair out and maybe scratching herself. That'd be good. That works. Something straight out of on crack. <laughs> All right, so uh, oh. that leads us into uh, a Strowman promo. Uh, luckily, this time with no weird uh, letters popping up on the nope. screen. Uh, I really, really hate that. It's fucking dumb. Um, and of course, he uh, calls out the tag team champs. The show's funny. Uh, yeah, I, like I liked uh, Cesaro and Seamus. Uh, Seamus selling you know. out Cesaro and, uh, and many, tricking him into the ring. And many, <laughs> many of their, in fact, members of the gay community yeah, on the download. Yeah. Uh, Braun enjoyed that. That was. Oh. Uh, that was a, that was a good little moment there, good. and that was a, that was a decent match. Uh, they're building up uh, Strowman definitely because if they're gonna have him beat both of them, he should be able to beat one of them. Look, Strowman should be in the main event of WrestleMania this year. Period. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the tag team thing. They uh, just they just need to give him something to they, do. Yeah, it's. Yeah. it's you I know. think he even basically said that in his promo. That's basically what it is. I mean, I, they kept him out of a major. I'm going to WrestleMania, guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. there. 
they, they kept him out of a major angle because they needed him as a backup in the event that Roman ended up getting popped for steroids. That didn't happen. So now they're like, oh shit, our biggest star in the company, possibly right now, most overstar in the, com- in the company, had nothing to fucking do with the biggest show of the year for the second straight year. Well, and I, and I just, I, I knew something was up with Strowman. I mean, we were at no mercy and how they had him lose there. I was like, they don't know what they have here, do they? Because Vince just fucking, he, he will have his hot, yummy, greasy Samoan love boy get his due by God damn it if it's the last thing he does. It might kill him. It, he will, it might kill him. Vince will, I think, would give his left ball to get Roman over if necessary. And at we this all point. know those are grapefruits. Oh, those are massive that's grapefruits. It's that's, that's a lot of ball to give up. Elephant Titus runs in the McMahon family, evidently. Yeah. But uh, I mean, does it ever? It was entertaining, like as far as the Cesaro Cesaro Strowman match was. No, no yeah, I mean, yeah. It was, it was TV. It was what it needed to be. So uh, then we uh, we went into a Mark Henry Hall of Fame uh, promo vignette. That was nice little fan service, basically. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I mean, I want to point out that point. Dilo Brown actually pointed this out and was t- kind of kind of went around it on his t- Twitter post that. Uh, these the old early nineties or two thousand stable of Ivory, Mark Henry, and D'Lo. Uh, Mark Henry and Ivory are going to the Hall of Fame. D'Lo Brown, pro, I mean, what do you guys think? Is Hall of Famer? Draws? I mean, uh, no, I don't think D'Lo's going to make it. I mean, what was his pinnacle? Was the European Championship European. run? He was. He, he was, was with Xbox. He was Eurocontinental Champion. That's for a true. There, you know. I mean, he pretty much held every title he could hold in WWE at the time that he was in the company, with the exception of the WWF title, you know? So, yeah, that's true. I mean, so, I mean, if we're going to put that... I mean, it's possible, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you put Coco Beware in the Hall of Fame... I wouldn't, I wouldn't oppose it. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, yeah, Dilo's career definitely took a hit because of the draws thing. Yeah. And that's forever going to be his kind of part of his legacy, unfortunately. But, you know, it's, it's just kind of how that goes. But, I mean... Good for Mark Henry. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, him. like, uh, you know, he, the, he was talking a little bit about it, how he embraced the sexual chocolate thing. And, and I guess one of the fucking funniest angles he did, he was fucking hilarious then. And then, you know, I I missed the House of Pain thing. I came, I watched it, I went back and had to watch it, but I enjoyed it. Like, I mean, I, and you know what they did? It was the, the good thing about the House of Pain is they didn't stretch it like too fucking long, like a JBL title reign. It yeah. was as long as it needed to be. Boom. I was just lo- happy to see Mark Henry get a decent gimmick after 20 years in the company. Yeah. I mean, he had the sexual chocolate. Yeah, that was funny. It was funny. Okay, but definitely... Should we bring up the hand for the second week in a row? Uh, you can all bring up the hand. I just, I just, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just more interested in the thought of Mae Young and Mark Henry making sweet, sweet, sweet interracial love. What's swirl. Chocolate swirl. Swirl. And swirl. And she's 80 years old and he's, you know, massive, massive black man. You know, yeah. I mean, oh god! Uh, just by the fireplace, just covered, for a covered, covered in sweats. All right. Uh, yeah. So next we had uh, Cena coming out and calling out the Undertaker again. Uh, really calling him out this time. It was kind of hokey a little bit this week. I uh, wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't into it I, as much this week as I was last week. I wasn't until Kane came out, and uh, I I was pretty into that. Um. So we get Cena and Kane next week. I see. I, when Kane came out, I was like, ah, well, like fucking K. I'm like, like see, this that's how I feel about perspective against. Uh, this is how it fucking like. I, over, it would suck just because I fucking love Kane. Okay, I do. Like, but, but does that? But god damn it! Like fifty something. He has a he has a pot belly. The guy's a part time. He's pretty much a politician at this point. I mean, great. He's back for his lower, his little, you know, giveaway WrestleMania. You know, let's build up to an Undertaker match spot here. But it's like, for fuck, it's sake. like it, it did something for it, no, what, it, what my problem yeah. is, it didn't work with Bray Wyatt, like Taker not showing up. I have a feeling it's also because we're not going to see Kane for a while. So, I mean, at this he, point, he can, I could he do can it. have a match with Cena and then go and be mayor for a while and make a few appearances here and there. I don't know. Um, I mean, I love Kane. He was one of my favorites as a kid. Yep. I still think he's one of the best big men workers probably ever. But at this point, I'd be happy to never see another Kane match. Ever. Ever. I mean, he's just... He's just... 
He's like Big Show. He's like, he's old. He's he can't do half what he used to be able to do. His stick is worn out. Yeah. Just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> all right? I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's it's like watching WCW all over again. At times. At times. It really is. I mean, it just, uh, By God, it's Kane. And, you know, like, uh, the, I, another thing I got to point out, and I didn't even notice it until this week. It's fucking Corey Graves' goddamn hair. Is, is he queer? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know because um, he. I swear he dresses like in Vogue magazine. Uh, I think Corey Graves is just a hipster dude. Yeah, I mean, I just don't even know. Like that was whatever. <laughs> Corey Graves, dude. Oh boy. All right. So uh, after that whole thing, uh, they went into a, a, another Rousey promo, uh, building it up. I'm kind of. Uh, on that, but I mean, I would totally bone Ronda Rousey, but other than that, I mean, I don't, you know, cool. The thing, the thing I will admit about Ronda Rousey though is that unlike a lot of celebrities who do these little WrestleMania spots, it does seem like Ronda Rousey is serious about making this a serious career. I, I believe that, and like we said earlier, that was the most candid she's been about the loss since her loss. Yeah, she hasn't really talked about it much at all, um, and. It just, yeah, it felt personal. It was realistic. It was surprising. Yeah. No, I mean, I said there are rumors that that match could be the actual go-home main event of WrestleMania, which, I mean, I guess you mean let the fans go hey, home. Hey, they put Bam Bam and fucking LT in the main event. I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, though, it probably is the biggest match now because Ronda has brought in a ton of mainstream attention. True. True. She has. And, you know, if you want to, you know, that's kind of, seems like to me that would probably be the logical go-home show unless you want to have another WrestleMania where your, you know, supposed top guy is getting booed out of the, out of the arena at the largest show of the year. And he's babyface. And he's babyface. Yeah, so, there's that. Blew me away. Boston doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so, moving on, we had... Uh, Miz Siraj come out, and uh, we had Balor Club and Miz Siraj with Rollins on commentary. Uh, I don't actually, I somehow didn't write down who won that match. Um, it was Balor Club, I think. I'm pretty sure. I forgot, honestly. Yeah, I wasn't that into so, it. So, the point I'm, is, it I wasn't really, very memorable. It, I, it, it wasn't, wasn't very wasn't memorable. It. It was, um, which is the first time in the three weeks I've been watching that I wasn't into their... Well, the, yeah. problem, build up. the problem with Raw is that, you know, it's three hours every fucking week. They have to put so much content in there. A lot of it's not going to have any bearing on what happens the next week. That's honestly know. why I only watch the Hulu version. And, and it's like, you know... Condense it, man. It, it's like... It's like, if you can't remember who won the match, it probably wasn't worth remembering. Yeah, point. and also just... I don't know, like... I will... Uh, it would just yeah, I can't even remember my fucking thought process because like Rollins said something on commentary that like didn't make any sense to me, and yeah, it was it was totally forgettable. Yeah, no, it really was. I mean, it was good, but like it wasn't like memorable. But what was memorable was the ultimate deletion. Oh gosh, oh god, gets my penis. We've all been waiting to get excited. Let's just be honest. You know, other than that, nothing interesting happened on Raw. I mean, it really everything, that was yeah, the that peak. Was, that was probably the peak of it all. Probably the peak of the entire week, quite frankly. Which was left out of yeah. Hulu, by the way. Well, yeah, I know. Saying, well, here's the story: is that Vince McMahon, of course, in his infinite wisdom and up to date, you know, ideas on what is cool and isn't cool in a modern sports and in modern entertainment, not to mention the world, thought that this would not this would be complete, complete failure. He thought this was going to be a complete disaster. You know. Because, of course, nothing that is successful outside of WWE matters to right. Vince because he lives in his own little bubble. And, of course, Ultimate Deletion, like, you know, his predecessors in TNA, did huge on social media. I Ultimate Deletion it. was the number one trending hashtag in the world for, I believe, like, a day. Wasn't it? It's yeah, huge. something like that. It was uh, it's and crazy. And probably ignore that. Oh, no. Well, they're going to play it up supposedly now. But, I mean, I thought I just was... hope they stick Bray Wyatt with that as a tag team. I mean, I think it's the most logical thing to do. I mean, or stick Jeff and Bray together and have Matt at the forefront. That's what I'd like to say. Yeah, I mean, that that would be great. Well, what else can you do with Bray at this point? The guy's been buried harder than any... I've never seen a wrestler get more put into his gimmick as far as, you know, as far as promo time, vignettes, 
custom matches made just for himself. Sorry guys, we're gonna have to go to a quick break. Alright, and we're back, and it's time to talk about SmackDown. SmackDowneth. And, uh, like we mentioned earlier, it opened on a pretty emotional note. Uh, so I think we can just move right on from that, because we already talked about it pretty in-depth. Uh, so, uh, we go right into, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura against, uh, Rusev. I honestly thought it was good. Um, I, I mean, I hate... Not seeing Rusev where he's supposed to be, um, which is getting pushed properly into the main of fucking event. Uh, but you know it, the match is good, and honestly, him and Nakamura seem to have some good chemistry together. Yeah, um, I'd also like to see more of it. Just those two without fucking English. Um, <laughs> and Styles at ringside. Yeah, but Styles at ringside kind of just really was there. Like, yeah, it did seem kind of it, it was pointless. It was. For the little backstage. Yeah, yeah. After. And then... Which I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. I just... The commentary team, to me, really just fucking burns my asshole. <laughs> like, I mean... Throbbing, horrible pain. It's like chafing. Like, not enough cornstarch can you need please me. Chipotle. Oh, Chipotle. Yeah, it's like I had a week's worth of Chipotle, and it's just coming out. And it's just was burning on the yeah, just yeah. burning as on its way out. Because Phillips and Saxton, like fuck's sake! I mean, at least, at least Corey knows his shit. Um, somewhat, somewhat, I mean, yeah. yeah. But Phillips and Saxton, they're just a fucking mess. <laughs> like they sound like animatronic robot. Like Vince has his hand up both their asses. That's it, pretty much what it is. And he's just making them fucking talk. And it just exactly what it is. It and sounds like shit. It Vince, sounds like shit. Vince loves manipulating the old prostate, you know. And big sweaty men. And big sweaty buff men. I mean, that's like my chief complaint right now with SmackDown is the fucking commentary team. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. Uh, speaking of not a fan, uh, the next match was uh, Corbin and Dillinger, and it was so bad that uh, I actually forgot to write it into the outline here to begin with, and I had to just sort of air it. Well, we'll in. get to that in a second, because I'd rather talk about something a little bit more positive, which was the Flair versus Oscar promo package, and then they they did a Flair promo, or she talked backstage and said that Natty and her having the, ma the match later. I thought it was funny, because she told Natty to lay off the catnip, that was yeah. that was pretty funny because in fact is a crazy. cat She's lady. like a really crazy cat lady, a very so. hot crazy cat lady. Yeah, um, but that was pretty fucking funny. But then yeah, the bear like you're saying the Corbin and Dillinger match was next. Yeah, I mean we sort of well you know Dillinger and Rusev were a couple guys who they got over strictly because of their own ingenuity. They had no help from management. They um, just came up with something that worked and they got over. But because Vince didn't come up with it. You know, or because the creative team didn't come up with it, it's not being promoted like it should be. And that's just kind of how it is. Same thing happened to Zack Ryder years ago. You know, just the one internet of those, champion. It's just one of those things, you know, it's bullshit because, you know, wrestling booking 101 is that if something gets over, you push it until it's written out. But of course, that's not how they do things in that's the modern WWE. Man booking that's not just, you know, it's, it's just not how they do it there. So, and, yeah. Um, it's almost like Vince still has this fucking vendetta against every fan because of Daniel Bryan and being forced to change his fucking main event of Batista versus Orton. He'll never get over it. Seems like he's aged quite a bit since that point too. Weirdly enough, yeah. I noticed like he's act like like just the fact that he had to give in. He actually had to finally give in to fan demand. Finally, it's aged him. He lost a part of himself. Yep. His balls grew, or shrunk two sizes. Two sizes. And, you know, the other problem. like oranges now, people. Like oranges now. The other problem, like, you know, Graves and Saxon's banter during the match was fucking annoying. Um, it wasn't like King and JR or, you know, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla. I mean, I granted, I know I'm pointing out legends, but it's just. It's, it's not even Mike. It's just not even. It's not even Bobby Heenan and, no, and Dusty. Rhodes. Like I preferred <laughs> Don West and Mike Tanay and TNA. I was they were a fucking better Shivani. commentary team Tony than. <laughs> yeah, Tony Schiavone. Like I would rather fucking Tony Schiavone. Like for Christ's sakes. Now and plus there's a couple of botches. I personally think Corbin's overrated. Um, he has what I call fake heat. Um, people hate him because he sucks, not because he's the bad guy. He sucks. He really 
really sucks. He has a cool finisher, and that's it. He really hasn't progressed at all in the rings since probably his NXT days. His promos are god-fucking-awful. I mean, literally, the drunken notes that I took of that match, the only thing I wrote was boring, boring, boring. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Ty Dillinger deserves better, but he's not going to get it. That was, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Massive down. I wish they would push Ty, though, but that's He's a guy, honestly, there has been talk for a while that, you know, they could send some guys back to NXT who just, you know, they're just not going to be used in the main roster. You know, like a Ty Dillinger would probably be a perfect guy for that, you know. And clearly he's never going to be used in the main roster as anything other than just uh, a jobber, really. So why not just move him back down to NXT where he can actually do something, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it would make the most sense. Uh, so after that, we had the uh, Flair and Natalia match uh, with Carmella attempting to cash in at the end uh, unsuccessfully. The match was good, too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've... Um, for me, personally, I can't really recall a one-on-one women's match on SmackDown. That was... Good. That was good. I mean, like, most for the most part, they fucking shoved tag matches and six-man fucking tag matches on there. So it's nice to see a one-on-one. And all, and all it really needs is a simple promo like they did earlier with the catnip thing. Yeah. They, they spent literally 30 seconds on that and set up a perfect uh, the match later. It was good. They just need to do more things like that. It'd be fucking simple. Yeah. And also booking Charlotte, people like Charlotte and Natty who can actually work with the best of them out there is something you probably yeah. could do as opposed to, you know. And I like the tease for the cash-in, and then Matt and Natty ended up winning, because, you know, I don't think she gets enough wins. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was good. I mean, can we just hit the um, help in the room right now? Nobody gives a shit about Car- Carmella at this point. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fucking shit. The reason she ever got over was because, originally because of her association with Enzo Cass, mm-hmm. came to the main roster, fell directly on her face, like just couldn't have hit the floor any harder with her face. And then they hooked her up with Ellsworth. That kind of got her over a little bit. Then they made the stupid decision to fire Ellsworth. And now she's back to square one. I mean, at this point, you might as well just have her lose her money in the bank cash. In, and which would mean that this past year that both winners of both briefcases failed to cash in the briefcases. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Well, I mean... Hopefully. And really, both those two, Corbin and Carmella, are just like... I had no business winning the match. They're they just... They're not great in the ring. They're very bland. Carmella's somewhat good looking. You know, Baron looks like he probably, you know, works at a, at a, I don't know, probably works at a pancake house or something, you know. Yeah, he looks like that tall waiter who brings out all your food and fills up your coffee. <laughs> but with all tattoos and shit. With all tattoos. Looks like he has a meth problem, maybe. Yeah. Oh, he definitely looks like he's got a meth problem or he fucks his cousin, but. <laughs> Moving on, guys. Uh, next, we had uh, Jimmy Uso against uh, Rowan of the Bludgeon Brothers in a uh, singles. Oh, it was Harper. Oh, was it Harper? I'm sorry. My bad about that. It's all good. It's going to happen, guys. Yeah. The promo was, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not into the Uso's penitentiary thing. Like, I mean, I like it more than their happy-go-lucky f- face crap. Uso's penetration. Yeah, I mean, but when I think of prison, penitentiary, I think of people getting raped. So, um, there we go. That yeah, yeah. all goes back. It all goes back, <laughs> goes back. around, guys. It, I mean, I mean, I probably care uh, about the Usos more than I ever have. Yes, right now they definitely are one of the best tag teams in the company. Like, I'm not going to argue that. Well, also they could work. I thought the problem was that their gimmick was just so generic and just so just like something straight out of the fucking like 1994. Yeah. And it's like, who gives a fucking shit? But now it's kind of like, okay, this is kind of more, show that personality a bit more. Kind of, you know, just kind of, it's, I feel like it's kind of endeared them to me a little bit. Yeah, the match was good. And I think, you know, the brothers are being built properly. And I they're being a gimmick. Yeah, I did too. Well, like, it, 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 it's working. I mean, I'm not still not sure, like, if they're going to do a triple threat tag match or how they're going about this at Mania. I don't think they even know, but I think whatever it is, it's going to end up in the pre-show. It's going to end up. Yeah, I think so too. Because it's just, I don't think any of those groups are now that over enough. I mean, even New Day. I mean, New Day is over, but I feel like that's kind of like, I mean, they're always going to be around. They'll probably get a couple more title reigns, but yeah. they're not going to, you know. They're, they hit their peak. I mean, they kind of hit their peak, Yeah, quite frankly. So... Um, uh, so, uh, after that, we had, uh, you know, gender 
and Bobby Roode and Randy Orton cutting a little promo there. I mean, that, I mean, uh, for again, what you said last week, Bobby Roode needs to turn heel. I mean, Bobby Roode as a face is somehow even blander than Randy Orton as a face, which I don't think that was even fucking possible. I didn't know that could happen either. But they somehow found a way to do it. And Jinder Mahal, Innovation. his promo is shit. It's innovating yeah. uh, wrestling. And look, didn't give a shit about Jinder Mahal when he was champion. Didn't give a shit about him when he was in 3MB. Don't give a shit about him now. Okay? Nope. And that's how that's going to go. I mean, you can... I don't care if you have him go on a five-month streak where he goes over John Cena, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, and fucking God himself. Sorry, Jason. In yeah. order, I will not fucking get behind Jinder Mahal. Yeah, no. I mean, he's talking about what he fucking deserves and stuff, and I'm like, the only thing you deserve is the Battle Royal. You deserve a suspension. Yeah. <laughs> because we all know that the, those muscles are not natural. Orton was a little funny during it, which was kind of surprising. Uh, he cracked a joke that made me laugh. I can't remember what it was, but it was funny. Randy Orton. But I just thought the, the segment was bland, overall bland. It was just like, it kind of was there, and yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have a lot of takeaway from it. Honestly. Yeah, me neither. And honestly, I would care more about the match if Ginger wasn't attached. I mean, if you want a three-star match, those are the three guys to go to. Yep. Won't be any more, won't be any less. Yep. You know, that's going to be it. It's going to be a filler. <laughs> it's going to be a filler match. Exactly. Just yeah. a filler. And uh, I bet you a dollar that Randy Orton will somehow win it. Uh, yeah. I'm expecting him to. Um, so, SmackDown pretty much ends on... Uh, KO, uh, Kevin Owen, and Sami Zayn getting uh, fired by Daniel Bryan in the middle of the ring. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, I mean, obviously it's all kayfabe. You got to be an idiot. Oh, I, my notes, uh, let me see. Uh, sweet, sweet kayfabe. Yeah, sweet, uh, sweet, sweet oh, kayfabe. Yeah. Mm, oh, I love, sweet, sweet I love KO's, um, ad, you know, his adherence the, to kayfabe. Scream. Changed his Twitter back to Kevin Steen. Oh, to play into it, and I guess tonight, and I guess tonight a live show. Steen and Owens actually, I mean, Steen, you know, Steen and Zayn actually uh, came through the crowd and did something. I'm not sure exactly that's kinda, what. That's, it, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was. It was. I liked it. They like up to it, you know. Yeah. Sweet. And honestly, they're good heels, especially candy, Owens. Yeah. We, I mean, we already knew that. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be a good match. I thought yeah. they're. You know, I thought you know that crowd was so hot. Just, yeah, they I mean, were. I mean, Owens and Steen, and uh, Zayn are probably. The most over heel, like genuinely over as heels, not just like, yeah. oh, you're cool heels, we're gonna cheer for you. No, these guys actually have like legitimate hate. Oh, it was going from I, this I point. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's great because well, there's so little of that nowadays. Yeah, and I mean, as soon as Brian hit that snap German on Zami, I was like, oh, well, you had I, to go uh, clean up afterwards. I amassed a full, <laughs> full erection. I, I, I was not expecting to see Sloan's to see that. And then he hit the corner drop kicks too, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You gotta <laughs> work the marks, brother. You gotta work the boys, brother. <laughs> he worked it. He worked that pole good. Oh man! All right, guys, we're gonna take one more break before we come back with our last segment. All right, guys, we're back for the final segment. Uh, NXT opened up. Jason's gonna tell us about that. And uh, opened up with Ciampa and Gargano, and uh, it was, yeah, Gargano, Gargano attacked him, and, you know, they've been building on this feud for a while now. It's yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be a great match when they do. Very personal feud. Of course, Candice LeRae getting involved and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, that's one of those feuds that you hope could carry over to the main roster, kind of like, you know, KO and Zayn did. And kind of continue on for a couple of years there, and kind of go on because it's it's a fun one, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the match. Um, and then we had an undisputed era promo, short, and it was good. And then out of the ordinary, and then we got um, Lo- was it Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch versus uh, Roderick Strong and Dunn. Pete Dunn turned out to be the partner for. Yeah, he's billed as a mystery opponent. Turns out to be uh, UK champion Pete Dunn. Pete Big Dick Dunn. Yeah, it was a good match. It was a good match. Always commentary is always on NXT is good. Everything um, NXT is. If you get more of NXT on the main roster, I'd be very happy. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't hear me bitch nearly as much. Uh-huh. Or at least the booking style. Yeah. In general. <laughs> and then they had Moon versus Aaliyah. Um, you know, 
fucking jobber chick they bring out every once in a while. Every once in a while, just a job to whichever female they're pushing. At yeah, the time. basically. Yeah, who hasn't yeah, told up honestly, yet? Honestly, I I skipped to the end of that match and just yeah, um, you missed nothing. You yeah. didn't miss anything. Um, honestly, Baszler to me is very annoying every time she talks. Yeah, like she looks like a badass, but she doesn't talk like one. And it, uh, yeah, just uh, her voice just. I don't know, something fucking bugs me. It's just not doing it for me. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, then you had Almas come out. That like, was actually my favorite part. Uh, they had Raul Mendoza actually come out like he was uh, gonna fight a re- wrestle match, but uh, as soon as they announced him, uh, he just got basically just thrown to the side. Yeah. By Almas. And uh, yeah. never to be seen again. Um, never seen again. Yeah, almost does a sort of Spanish English promo, like not Shansuke does. Yeah, except for Shansuke's English is much better. Yeah, and she didn't even, Vega didn't even speak this time, so really I don't know what the fuck the point of it was. Her ass looked good in those pants, so I'd like um, to know. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, I think Vega pretty much saved him in some ways because I mean, he clearly has not picked up the English language. No, <laughs> and he's been flat. He was floundering. That's why I think he's going to lose to Black. Um, also, I think he's one of those guys we could talk about earlier. He's one of those guys that could probably be better off staying in NXT long term. Yeah. Because I could see him going to the main roster and just fall and fly in his fucking face just because. Yep. He, I just don't see anything. Well, if the mic works. Yeah. Better. The mic work, and of course, they're going to do something with Vega separately of him, which won't work for either of them. Nope. You know, and he'll just get lost in the shuffle, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So. And then you got Cole versus Oh No, which was a pretty good match. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, yeah, Ono supposedly they have no plans to bring him up to the main roster anytime soon. Or let him wrestle without a shirt. Uh, and that, either way, that's it's not going to happen. I'm fine with either. You know, I think NXT could be its own brand by itself. They need to find a, a core of guys who they know will stay down there and are okay staying down there. Probably more kind of veteran guys like Cassius Ono. For guys example. that can look at it as we're elevating it so it's no longer considered down there. Exactly. Eric Young. Eric Young, exactly. Guys like that, you know. And, uh,. You know, just the Adam hit, the Adam Cole build. You wonder how long he's going to be in down there, though. Because unlike Cassius Ono, Adam Cole's a guy who apparently, you know, everyone's high on him. Fans love him. Triple H loves him. Vince McMahon even fucking loves him, which blows my balls out of my body. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's surprising to me. Well, I mean, he does kind of like a Shawn Michaels kind of thing. Kind of yeah, we mentioned true. that last week. You know, uh, it's true. The Shawn Michaels boner. And, uh, of course, uh, they're possible. Uh, Trist. But anyway, um, moving on from possible uh, Vince McMahon and uh, Shawn Michaels, Michaels love stuff. affairs, um, we then had Regal come on to announce that he's going to make an announcement, guys. So, uh, oh my goodness. I, I literally had to do <laughs> a double take because it was the like. The most pointless thing. I've, it's like calling a press conference to tell everybody that you're going to have a press conference next week. Next week. Thank you for coming. Well, and of course, what that's going to be—it's regarding the uh, the new NXT title coming up, North American title, which is cool. That's awesome. Yep. But can we just have, you know save that for one announcement? Just do it than, next week, rather just, than just, just instead of <laughs> doing that. The most pointless promo uh, I think I've ever seen. Like not the worst, just literally pointless. pointless. It literally Utterly served zero fucking purpose. Cut it, and nobody knows. I mean, there's so many. I mean. You could just have him go on there and just have him say, Everyone, welcome to NXT. I'd like to tell you all tonight that I have not pooped in over a week. So that'd be less My, my insides less no longer work properly. That would have been a been much a better announcement. Because that's what it ultimately was. was just lazy. lazy. We need to build up that this is happening. Just do something. Just It's just lazy. Announce an announcement. Announce please. an announcement. There we go. Just, yeah. um, and that's, uh, that's really NXT for the week. Of course, 205 Live, the only thing interesting came out of that really was uh, the finals for the Must- finals. Mustafa like Ali. Mustafa versus... Uh, Gulak. Versus Gu- uh, no, it's, it's Mustafa versus Cedric. Oh, that's final. the final. Yeah, yeah. you beat Gulak. Yeah, and that would be good. You know, I think that... I thought Roderick probably would have been a better deal for the finals, but I feel I like Cedric so and Mustafa kind of, like, they're being, being rewarded because they're the only guys who kind of stuck it out throughout the highs and lows of 205 Live and kind of continue to get over... Despite all the shit that's been thrown their way, 
You think it's going to be on the main card? Uh, I think that after last year's fiasco, the entire division basically went to fucking hell because they didn't put it on the main card. I think they'd be stupid not to put it on the main card at this point. I agree. It needs to be on the main card. I mean, you literally lost Austin Aries because of that. And Neville pretty much quit because of the same reason. I mean, not one these, these motherfuckers. And they lifted off the Blu-ray. And it's like, what the hell? You know, and it's like, if you're going to get this division any kind of serious <coughs> attention, like the, the fans, like the casuals taking it seriously, you got to put on the main WrestleMania card. You can't have it on the pre-show. No. You know, and Triple H knows that. It's just going to be a Vince McMahon thing again. His ultimate Vince McMahon swings the biggest dick around, even if it's uh, it's out of touch, barely useful, 80-year-old penis, okay? Flaccid. Flaccid and useless. Hangs down And he's going to probably, he'd rather have fucking flow ride a deuce. Oh, my the God. The straight year. That was like a whole fucking waste of like 10 minutes last year. Well, it's, it's, okay, so clearly there's going to be some kind of Kit Rock performance this year. Oh, I mean, that kid's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it doesn't shock me. I mean, you know, I don't mind some of this stuff, but... I could see, we talked about the possibility of them having The Undertaker do the biker gimmick. I could see Kid Rock performing live the American Badass. Uh, right. That'd be fine. It's a DC yeah. corporation. Yeah, that makes sense. Of, uh, you know, I mean, could, could be any worse than the Limp Biscuit deal from WrestleMania I, 19. Ice-T. Oh, he was better than Limp Biscuit, dude. You know, Limp Biscuit. You know, let me tell you guys a little story here one time. So, this one time I was in FYE over at the local mall here, you know, for your entertainment. I was in the checkout lane. I was buying a, uh, I forget what I was buying. I think it was like a Rick and Morty DVD or something like that. Spice Girls. No, no, Spice, Spice Girls. Spice anyway, World. You, know, you, know, you know, at these checkout lanes, they have a whole box full of discount CDs and DVDs for like, mm-hmm. you know, five bucks or whatever. And he had an entire row of. The best of Limp Biscuit on in the discount bin. I'm just the looking at it row. like, oh, look at that, Limp Biscuit kind of sucks. And the uh, the cashier looks at me, sees me eyeing this thing, and he says to me, "I shit you guys." And he says, "Please, just take it. <laughs> you don't have to buy it. Just, just, just take it. Do you want five dollars <laughs> and the CD?" And I'm out, and you know, actually, I, I did not take it because you know, honestly, guys, I do a lot of you things. Should have, you should have done him, but I don't want a free Limp Biscuit CD. And then just throw it away I, on your way out of the I, mall. I, I, I mean, I, no, no harm, no. You know, I'm, I've done a lot of self-destructive things in my lifetime, but. Well, Limp Biscuit, the best of Limp Biscuit is something I do not need in my life. None no. of us do. No. Uh, and uh, speaking of I, that, we'll keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, God. Uh, oh yeah, Jesus. Yes, corny jokes. Come here for them. Um, our historic match of the week. Uh, my turn to uh, to recommend a match. Uh, so go on to YouTube and look up Rey Mysterio Versus Dean Malenko at WCW Pro on August 10th, 1996. You know, I said to you earlier off, off air that that feud, Dean Malenko and Rey Mysterio, is one of the feuds that got me into WCW in, back in 96. You know, those two. Malenko should be a Hall of Famer. Oh, we, for sure. You know, and Rey Mysterio clearly will be someday. Uh, you know, both two guys who really popularized, popularized the Cruiserweight style in the USA in the 90s. And, you know, they never had a bad match between those two. They nope. always had amazing matches. Yeah, I mean, just... Come totally exciting, and from me, like I was telling David earlier, I wasn't really ever into the technical side of wrestling, but I really enjoyed watching Rey Mysterio work with guys like Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a lot of fun to see those guys work. Uh, so, David, you're gonna give us the uh, the overall match of this week. Well, clearly, I think there's could be really no there's really no you know it's obviously the ultimate deletion delete. 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 I mean, Delete. you literally, I mean, literally, is it is that they took just the premise from all the old TNA, oh. de, you know, deletion segments, but they just give it a better, polish, you know, some polish, you know, maybe, you know, and they substitute they, Bray they, Wyatt. They threw Bray Wyatt in there, you yep. know? I mean, I thought it was fine. Quick two second cameo from Jeff. I, I enjoyed it. Just bit. back as Brother mean, Nero. You had them all. You had Senior Benjamin. You had Skarsgård, the dilapidated boats. You know, you had uh, Reba Hardy playing her playing piano while young Max Seals on her back. It was great. I, you know, I couldn't have asked for anything more. Yeah, the know? only thing I didn't like was having to watch it on YouTube instead of Hulu. But you know, well, in the best, I think, I think the best part of the whole thing is that once again, <coughs> something that Vince McMahon thought would not work worked. Got worked. Over. So Big take that and shove it straight up. Your asshole. Oh, God, Vince you mean that thing that got man. insanely over with everybody else? Got insanely over with you? <laughs> oh, blows. Sure blows his fucking mind. <laughs> Whoa. I bet you he probably fucking cries at night with his tears trying to figure it out. 
Yeah, I'm sure he. I, I think he's too arrogant for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think he cries. I don't think he's giving, giving him too much credit. <laughs> well, guys, um, I guess that brings episode two to an end. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts? Well, mm-hmm. we'll give you our thoughts in the NJPW event next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll post some information, yeah, we'll post some you, stuff on yeah. the social media platforms. Of course, if you crawl closer, to WrestleMania and Roman Mania four. Roman Mania 4, Honestly, here's, you know, and, you know. Four fucking years in a row. It's, hopefully this is it for that. And hopefully this is it for Brock Lesnar, because I'm sick of his ass. Oh, I've been done with Brock Lesnar since we went to No Mercy. Oh, well, the rest of the car looks great, but that match can go, go fuck itself. Yeah, it can go fuck itself. Go fuck itself. Especially after, like I said, after Lesnar and Strowman at No Mercy, I was done. Like, they pissed me off with Lesnar. It was fucking lazy. And the fin- just one F five, and then I knew what the you know I knew at that point I'm like yeah they're saving fucking Brock for Roman, so it's like why well, give a shit? The question I have for you guys for Brock and Roman uh, over under uh, on on suplexes twelve. The match will literally be Brock comes in suplexes Roman fifteen times. Okay, the crowd doesn't give a fucking shit. Roman gets up. Spe- you know, first Brock's going to F5 him twice. At least. At twice at least. And then Roman's going to get up. Because he's gonna fucking do finishers are no sold now. He's going to do, well, especially Russell Well, Taker Mania. hit three. Taker, Taker got hit with three and then pinned, so. Brock will probably kick out a one spear just because he, everyone gets one mm-hmm. right at WrestleMania. And then Roman's going to do his little stupid little Superman punch. <sighs> probably going to give him his, another spear and beat him. And, the whole place is and gonna no one will give a fucking shit. And then we won't have to see people point at the WrestleMania sign for another year. And thank fucking God for that. The, yeah, this year they way the fuck overdid that. Because, yeah, like, I watched um, Triple H versus gone. Undertaker at 27. And they, you know, when they did that, there was a whole story behind that. And that's why it worked. <laughs> and yeah. now they just keep trying to run that. Like it's just shit shit. Yeah, it's dumb. It's really fucking dumb. All right, guys, we're gonna call it a night. We're recording it almost two in the morning because yep. because reasons. Yep, reasons. Because reasons. All right, have a good uh, have a good week, IWC Nation. <laughs>